Welcome to another episode of My Own Two Hands, all about sustainability, where we bring in voices of sustainability practitioners uh, who are implementing solutions to our problems at any scale from local to global. My name is Adrian Victor Fielder. Uh, I'm an assistant dean at Colorado Mountain College and a co-founder of our sustainability program. Thank you, Adrian. My name is Adele Kraft. I am a sustainability studies graduate, and I'm really passionate about our natural world and our human world. So I love hosting this show with you because it's an opportunity to bring the two together and talk about the big things going on in our world right now. Do you want to introduce our guest? We are so pleased to have with us today Maiza Metcalf, uh, who is a community outreach specialist actually community outreach coordinator coordinator (laughs) (laughs) we do have another specialist (laughs) with uh, holy cross energy that's right yeah well thanks for having me absolutely thank you for being here so maiza um for people who don't already know you could you tell us a little bit about your story how did you end up to the valley and um what's your what's your coming to the valley story yeah of course so i was actually born and raised in brazil so when i was about 19 years old, I was going to college and I always knew I wanted to do something related to communication. So social communications was the field that I decided to pursue. And, uh, you know, in Brazil, it's a little weird. We do both journalism and marketing at the same time. And then after a year, you kind of split. And I decided to go into marketing. So marketing was my passion. I knew what I was going to do. I was going to work for a big agency and come up with really creative ads and things like that. Well, life had different plans for me. Uh, My college had a job fair, and one of the things they were promoting at the time was this opportunity to become a J-1 visa student to come to the U.S., work for three months, and then travel for a month. And I was like, okay, my English is terrible. I've never seen snow before, you know, and that sounds like a great opportunity. So I talked to my parents, and they said, okay, well, you got to get a job and save some money. And I did that for, you know, six months my sister was all about it too. So we both kind of created a whole plan and, you know, had the whole um, trip planned out. And the cool thing about this J1 program is that you need to have something lined up before you come to the U.S. If you show up here and you don't get a job within 30 days, you basically get deported. So I knew for a fact that I did not want to come here with something, you know, already uh, lined up in terms of job opportunities. So I send out over 600 emails to every single place in the U.S. (laughs) you can possibly imagine. I mean, I'm talking about water parks in Wisconsin or (laughs) ski resorts in California. I mean, every single place. And Sunlight Mountain Resorts, our little ski hill in Glenwood Springs, was the only reply I received the only email even saying thank you for your email yes we'd love to have you everybody else was like you got to come in and talk to us because I think they wanted to test your English and like make sure that you could help the guests and things like that so sunlight hired me they hired my sister they hired my college friend we all came and spent a winter working outside you know for somebody who has never experienced winter 
Like this, it was tough, <laughs> but it was also really fun. And of course, I fell in love with the valley, but also started a relationship with a lift operator at the time. We had a long distance relationship for a year and a half, got married in 07, and I tried to transfer my credits to CMC because I wanted to continue doing marketing. And I wasn't able to. So what I started doing was I'm going to start my prereqs at CMC and then see what happens. After a couple years, I started thinking about going to the front range and pursuing marketing somewhere else in a, a big college, perhaps. But then I was also questioning, like, I love the Warren Fork Valley. I wanted to stay here. Is there a chance, you know, an opportunity for me to stay? At that time, one of my prereqs was uh, environmental science with Rob Wang. And at that class, you know, there was a lot of biology, there was a lot of field trips, but there was a lot of things that he was mentioning about climate change. And to be honest with you, I was so oblivious. I was not following at that time. I don't even remember what year that was, maybe 2008, I believe 2009. And Rob Wang was talking a lot about climate change. And one specific class, he showed the movie um, Inconvenient Truth and um, Al Gore, uh-huh. right, made yeah. the movie. and. I have to say that movie was so eye-opening, just seeing the data, just seeing like how I was able to connect the dots. And in that class, I it was almost like a call to action for me. Mm-hmm. And I knew at that moment that I wanted to devote my life to the cause. Mm-hmm. And it was like something that I was able to connect my marketing background, my communications back- background mm-hmm. with the sustainability. So... I pursued and, you know, went to CMC and I said, I want to apply for this. It was actually when you guys were launching the four-year degree, mm-hmm, the I Bachelor remember. of Arts, yeah. and I was one of the first 2011. ones. 2011. And I was one of the first ones. I think our class was the second one to graduate. And quickly realized that that was my career path. I was going to be okay. One of our classes was with Sandy Jackson, and I think it was social equity, she said there was an opportunity uh, for an internship with an organization in Denver called Groundwork Colorado. Oh, and right. I was like, I'm going to apply. I don't even care what it is. I just want an internship. I want to start working. And I got the internship. And it was all about going to high schools and talking to the students about climate change, mm. what they could do, what type of energy conservation programs that could get involved. And we did a Earth Day event, which was a light bulb swap. So we would we recruited the students, we trained them, and we went out in town, Glenwood, Carbondale, and we were talking to the residents about things they could do. We were switching their light bulbs, so we're kind of like showing them, mm-hmm. okay, you have an incandescent bulb, let's replace with an LED. It will use 75% less electricity, and just giving them some tips on what they could do in their homes. During that internship, I met Erica Sparhawk, oh, who is our okay. town trustee <laughs> and also worked at CLEAR at the time. CLEAR, Clean Energy Economy for the Region. It's a local nonprofit in Carbondale. And uh, met Erica. And at that time, I knew the internship was short term, so it was going to end pretty soon. At that time, I was actually working also at the Village Smithy. So got to see everybody in town, right? Got to see everybody. I think that's where a lot of Carbondalians yes, met you. Yes, <laughs> you guys so well-rooted in the community. Yes. So you guys might remember me from the Smithy. And it's funny, I had a really hard time remembering people's names, but I remember their orders. So I'd be like, oh, that's the McCuevos guy with, por- <laughs> with pork green chili, you know? And then it was funny. The reason why I'm mentioning the Smithy, too, is because once the internship ended, 
and I met Erica through, you know, this work that I was doing. She was at the Smithy having breakfast with her kids. Shout out to Erica. And <laughs> I just got down to my knees and I said, are you guys hiring? Because I really like what Clear does and I am mm. really interested in staying in this field and working you know, as much as possible. And she said, in fact, yes, we might be hiring soon and I'll let you know so you can apply. And it was when Clear got a contract with the town of Carbondale to, um, you know, help the town meet their climate Mm -hmm, goals. mm -hmm. So that was super exciting at the time. And it was all about outreach, all about working with the community, Mm -hmm. getting the word out and helping people, uh, you know, participate in these programs to help the town meet its goals and the community as as a whole. So I got the internship at Clear and eventually got a full-time job there and stayed at Clear for 10 years. Started as an intern, ended as deputy director. So it was a, a pretty long journey that taught me so much and I got to work with so many wonderful people, got to learn a lot and really got to work with, you know, not just Garfield County, but also other contracts that were statewide, things that they were more like localized, like the Carbondale contract, and got to really do some amazing things. And so it was really exciting, my time at Clear. What kind of amazing things? Well, one of the, the highlights of my career, I'd say at Clear, was when we received a small grant to basically put a program together that would help low to medium income families you know, reduce their energy usage. You so social justice plus social environmentalism? Yes, energy <laughs> equity. Environmental justice. Yes, oh. big time. It was actually a grant received because of uh, an oil spill that happened in the western part of the county. So from that oil spill, you know, we got this small grant, which we turned into a program at the time called CARE. We actually had a different name for it first, but then we changed to CARE which is now a program offered by Energy Outreach Colorado in over 44 states. So we created this pilot program in Garfield County and saw such an amazing response and really Mm. got to experience how the program was changing people's lives in terms of not only only energy reduction, but also like indoor air quality improvement and people who were dealing with things they didn't even know was going on Mm. in their house. For example, CO2, um, CO... Uh, spillage in their room because carbon they had a monoxide. hot water, carbon monoxide, mm-hmm. you know, spillage in their room. So we were able to like identify a lot of different health hazards in homes. Mm-hmm. So I think that was definitely a plus, you know, that the program was able to offer. And it's really cool to see how the program grew so much. And it's now in over 44 uh, counties. It's still happening in Garfield County, you know, so CLEAR is now able to um, utilize some additional funding from Garfield County to, and they created the program called Reenergize Garfield County, mm-hmm. which I was also involved in developing that program. And that program is nice because it helps folks who are a little bit more on the higher income range, which is above 80% AMI, all the way to 120% AMI. So there are different programs being offered in Garfield County, in the state, that can help so many low to medium income families. So I would highly recommend that folks look at the CLEAR website and GarfieldCleanEnergy.org website for opportunities to participate. So when you would be working with these families, um, would you find that most people 
were already aware of environmental hazards in, in their home, or were you having to do some education as well? I think education was a huge component of it. Some people had an idea of what could be. There was this, I'm not never going to forget this one lady here in town. She moved into a basement, and she said for the first six months she had the worst headache of mm. her life. And I remember we were right away concerned that it could be carbon monoxide um, intoxication. Mm -hmm. And when the HVAC folks came and looked at her furnace, it was actually a very high level. She shouldn't even be in the house. So they had to shut off her furnace. We had to replace with something Mm -hmm. else, you know. But it was really great that we're able to identify those Mm -hmm. things. So having these programs that can go into people's homes and identify those causes, I think it's super important. Um, So, yeah. How did you identify those people that you wanted to help? Did they come to you? Did mm-hmm. you go to them? They, well, yes, they came to us because when we launched the program, there are all different kinds of guidelines, right? You have to make certain amount of money. You have to be located in Garfield County and things like that. So once you launch the program and you do a pretty heavy marketing campaign, people start applying and we saw a huge demand. And that's why, you know, the care program became re-energized Garfield County because there's such big need, not only for those folks in the lower part, you know, lower income, but a higher income as well. So we're trying to reach as many families as possible. But yeah, once you put the word out, you know, you will get people applying for those programs because there is a huge need. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So where did your work start intersecting with climate change and climate justice? I think it was a natural thing. Uh-huh. It wasn't so much like a something that it was forced or it was very organic. Mm-hmm. I think the need, the environmental justice movement, it didn't seem to me very present when I started at Clear. But as as the work was progressing, the years were passing. I feel like that became more of a hot topic. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I think that's what I am focusing on. Mm-hmm. With my work at Holy Cross, it's mm-hmm. definitely to help our most vulnerable members. How can we reach them? How can we help yeah. them? What kind of assistance they are looking for? Because climate change is going to affect everyone. Let's not mm-hmm. let's be honest. But our most vulnerable communities are going to be suffering the most. Absolutely. So, how can we work with them now to, um, yeah, to figure out how to, yeah, alleviate some of that. So I reckon that um, your experience in doing some of that cutting-edge work was of interest to Holy Cross Energy when you applied to work with them. Absolutely. I think, you know, my work at CLEAR, we always have to deal with the utilities. We're always hosting events and reaching out to them to kind of create partnerships. And Holy Cross was definitely a very collaborative type of partner. So I got to meet a lot of their staff and created really great partnerships. So when this opportunity came up, I was, you know, I clear for for 10 years and I knew in my heart that I was ready for a new challenge. I felt like the staff would be okay and they would carry on the work that we, you know, had started a long time ago. So I applied for Holy Cross knowing that, you know, Holy Cross is a, local cooperative that's offering energy electricity um, electricity to to our region and they have really aggressive climate goals it's a hundred percent renewable electricity by 2030 and uh, carbon neutral by 2035 we are at right now we're a little over 50 percent but we do have some really amazing projects um, coming live, and I think we're going to get to 90, 92% by the end of 2024. 
which is amazing, amazing and so exciting. And I, I think when that started, it was 70 by 30. 70 but, by 30. But shortly after, they're like, no, we're so far ahead of that. We're, let's go for 100 yes. by 30, right? And now yeah. we're probably going to get really close to our goal even sooner. So I think it's just an exciting time. There's so much happening. You know, the the utility world is changing so quickly. And I wanted to be part of this movement. I wanted to, you know, be included in that. And I think the cooperative is such a great model because our members are also owners and they have a voice. They get to vote for our board of directors who then make decisions for the utility. But, you know, as a member, you can show up, you can speak, you can tell us where you're thinking. So we always encourage people to reach out and let us know and know what we can do to um, serve them better. So I think that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, the work that Holy Cross is doing. And I, just to give a little background, so I'm in the communications department, which again, kind of brings my, you know, my Brazilian communications background. And um, I get to work in the outreach team. So we do a lot of different events and we do a lot of different things with the community to uh, really engage with our members so they know what type, what type of programs they can participate in, what kind of incentives we're offering, and things like that. So I think it's just, I'm super happy, super excited to be at Holy Cross. Just started last fall, work with the best team. So yeah, really happy. I used to be a member, <laughs> then I moved into town. And now you're next uh. We have to move out again just <laughs> to become a member again. Yeah, we get that question a lot. How do I become a Holy Cross member? We've got to live in our service territory. So I would love to talk a little bit more about some things you talked about earlier. It seems like community, like climate justice for everyone, mm-hmm. environmental justice, equity issues, those are all really important to you. Mm-hmm. What, what lights that fire in you? What mm-hmm. inspires you to work mm-hmm. in that specific field of sustainability? Yeah, I think... Honestly, maybe coming from a different a foreign country, right, and being a minority, because I consider myself a minority. I'm a woman, I'm Latina, and just looking around and noticing how our community has a big portion of our community are Latinos. Yeah. And mm-hmm. sometimes there is a big lack of accessibility, uh, inclusivity. Like we need to make sure that minority groups are being included. They have a seat at the table. They're getting their voices heard. How can we make sure that decisions are made that benefit everyone and not just a few? So I think that's what makes me passionate about. Like, I don't know if a lot of people, I see a lot of people are focusing on this field, but that's the field that inspires me the most and it makes me want to go to work every day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so. Yeah. That's amazing. So um, do you want to tell us a little bit about you know some of the programs that uh, Holy Cross has going on, so some of the, the goals that you're working towards? Yeah, so we definitely want to increase our outreach and engagement to our Latinx members. So we're working internally on a, you know, a team and working with the community members to work with them and hear from them what exactly they want the Holy Cross to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something we're focusing this year in hopes that we're going to gather enough information to then develop a program that will benefit them the most. And we have different programs to help people reduce their electricity usage. We have peak time payback. We have, you know, EV charging stations for folks who are buying electric vehicles. We have the peer program. So folks cannot necessarily install solar panels on their roof. They can actually purchase renewable energy from us. So they can, you know, sign up for the peer program. We also have the Power Plus, which is a Tesla 
uh, firewall uh, batteries that folks can install and increase their resilience and help the, the whole membership, not just themselves. We have so many programs and so many rebates to help our members reduce their energy usage and you know help us reach our 100% goal by 2030. So I would recommend everybody visits our website, holycross.com, and uh, check it out. So I have a question about your special sauce. Oh, gosh, <laughs> special sauce. Um, what does it take to succeed in doing this kind of work? And, mm-hmm. and how do you blend those ingredients? And, um, and if it comes to you, you know, um, did, did CMC help prepare you? How did, how did the, the sustainability program sort of help you along your path? I think it definitely helped. Um, I would say if I would have to describe my special sauce, I would say I am somebody who is creative and I'm very, I'm a hardworking person. Like I actually really enjoy working. So when I show up, I'm 100% there and I am not afraid of challenges. I'm not afraid of responsibilities. I'm not afraid of, if, you know, and I'm somebody who's very flexible. So when the, an opportunity comes, even if I don't necessarily have the knowledge I need for that task, I just say yes. I will try my best and then figure it out, right? Because sometimes, like, we tend to get scared of challenges and say, well, I'm not a specialist. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. But I always felt that I could learn. If I learned English, if I went to CMC and I got a four-year degree in my second language, I am capable of learning whatever I, you know, set my mind and, like, put my my heart towards. So, that's what I've been doing my whole life. I'm just kind of like, I'm committed. I'm going to do this and let's go. That's a moxie. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so I think some of my experiences at CMC that really added to the special sauce, you know, I would say, of course, the technical part of going to school and learning different things was amazing. But I think just the overall human interaction that I was able to to, you know, experience at CMC, it really adds so much value to my professional experience I think I really miss going to school and like learning new things and talking to the teachers and you know having that the community of people who think alike who are very open-minded who are just discussing different things that sometimes like you're not even yeah I never thought about that and I miss that part so much Maybe I'll go back and take a few classes. Who knows? <laughs> Those are all things that I love about CMC, too. And, mm-hmm. you know, I also miss that. I miss being in the classroom, mm-hmm. being around people that are excited to engage in discourse about sustainability issues mm-hmm. and working towards a more positive future. And I also loved having the opportunity to go out in the community and meet people and work mm-hmm. with people on projects and actually have like our hands in the dirt. Exactly. Working mm-hmm. towards goals together. Mm-hmm. And I think that outside of the academic environment, it's a little bit harder to find that for yourself in the community. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've struggled with a little bit, you know, finding mm-hmm. ways to get involved when mm-hmm. it's not laid out in front of you and seeking that out. I 100% agree. If that's the one thing I missed the most about CMC, it was that. It was just kind of like hands-on activities. Okay, we got to tackle this problem. How are we going to do it? And uh, yeah, so... The dean's over here feeling yeah. <laughs> very gratified, but taking notes. Uh, we do we do like to say about our program that it's it's about education of the mind, mm-hmm. but also education of the heart and of the hands. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not doing things, you don't get that uplift in your heart that yeah. you need to keep your brain in check. 
Exactly. And I think also like the opportunity that CMC provides to students to they try as much as they can to keep the students here. Yes. Because I do see this there's this huge, you know, movement right now where folks go to CMC and perhaps they cannot find jobs or they cannot find housing. They end up leaving. And I, I see that CMC is very much committed to trying to keep the students, you know, in our community, improving the workforce and adding this knowledge to, you know, to our community. So I think that's super important. Well, I graduated from the sustainability program in 2020, and it's been really cool to see my peer group from the program in our community Mm -hmm. getting sustainability jobs and Mm -hmm. education jobs and really like being there in Mm -hmm. our community where, you know, we need these Mm -hmm. professionals that are working towards our big picture goals. So it's been really cool to see that. I agree. Well, that's our mission. Mm-hmm. It's just so great to be able to, to work with you two as alumni um, and, and call you partners now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a really gratifying thing. Yeah. And I think it's so important what you guys are doing here because like I never got to meet Adele at CMC. Right. And there's so many amazing students that, you know, after I graduated, I didn't have any interaction with. So I think sharing successful stories or sharing powerful stories to other students so they can feel like okay I can do this too I feel empowered I feel inspired so I think it's important to share yeah absolutely well we do only have a few more minutes so we would love for you to share if you have any advice for our community about you know weathering this uncertain future yeah I would say focus on the positive things get involved as much as possible. I am somebody who, yeah, if I started reading the news and started reading about what climate change could do to humanity, yeah, it's it's very depressing. But, you know, I try to focus on the positive things that are coming out of this, the new technologies, the indigenous groups that are, you know, claiming their land or youth out there speaking or elected officials who are really listening to their communities and thinking, yeah, this is a real issue we got to address. And I'd say get involved. There are so many boards you can serve on. Carbondale has the uh, the environmental board, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, attend the, um, the trustees meeting and, you know, try to get involved as much as possible. Because once you get involved and you feel like you're doing something, it kind of alleviates some of that eco anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. And I would also say take care of your mental health. That's something that I've been trying to focus on this year. It's more like... I feel like humans, we need to heal ourselves before we can heal the planet. Um, So that would be my advice. You're so wise. (laughs) That was great. That was perfect. Thank you. That was wonderful advice. Well, um, your your story is is so inspiring, and we we really appreciate you taking the time to share it with our community because we all need some of that uplift in in these days. And a reminder that we, we actually can change the world with our own two hands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming in and talking with us today. And thank you to everyone who listened. Uh, this has been My Own Two Hands with Adele Craft. And Adrian Victor. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you.